Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. The key difference between skeptical and optimistic filmmakers. This is, just bear with me for a second, I'm going to paint a big picture here. Skepticism is good when you're first evaluating a purchase, a service, any big decision in life, but once you decide on a path, like you're going to jump off this bridge and make this your first feature film, or your second feature, the key is to absolutely believe with certainty. Not only you, but all of your co-producers, all of your team. And if there's one person that doesn't believe that you can raise the money and you're not all really, really excited about the project, you need to cut out that person because one weak link can break the chain. So there was a great study that I, research study that I read a couple months ago. I, I don't, I couldn't find it, so I don't have the exact uh, percentage numbers, but here's, here's kind of a summary of what happened. Over a 20-year period, they studied a group of skeptics versus a group of what they called dreamers or optimists. And what they found is that over this 20-year period, skeptics were approximately, and I don't have the exact number, but I remember it was approximately 75% more accurate on what they predicted, and what the outcome was. So the optimists, the dreamers, were far less accurate. But what was interesting, and that, by the way, is both above and below the projections. Whatever they were perceiving, whatever their goal or their target was, it, that included both below or argue, uh, above and below, whereas the skeptics, they were pretty accurate exactly what they forecasted and then what the actual outcome was. But what was interesting is this smaller group of optimists, even though they weren't quite as accurate, they ended up achieving more. And that goes back to the old saying, you've probably heard it a hundred times, if you wanna, if you, uh, the way it goes, it goes, if you aim for the stars and miss, you'll at least hit the moon. Meaning, if you set a really high target and you don't hit it, you're more likely to still hit a higher target than if you hit a really low target or if you're skeptical and say, I'm not sure if we can do this. And yeah, I think we can do this little bit amount of money here, but I don't think we can raise half a million dollars. So whatever it is, there's a lot to be said for this. And I'm going to talk a little bit about... uh, having the optimism, but also listening to people who are dreamers that have achieved amazing things and gotten the, the exact results that you're trying to get. So one of my coaches is a guy named J.T. Fox. He is the world's number one wealth coach. He has raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, he has over 50 companies that are all profitable doesn't mean they haven't had a bad quarter, but overall, his businesses are all profitable, sustainable. Um, I mean, the guy is just, he's 
the the deals that he's done, most of the deals that he has done have been 10, 20 times bigger than any amount of money I've raised for a deal. So he's the real deal. When I pay him as a coach, I would be a fool not to listen to his advice. Same thing with Tony Robbins. I've been listening to Tony Robbins. I've, I've paid him money for programs. I've gone to his live events. Uh, he's the number one life and mindset coach. And uh, just a short story I'll share. I remember we were at this event. There's about 2,000 people there. And he was telling this story. Um, and I, let me just preface this by saying the way that Tony opens up his events is he doesn't thump his chest and say, I'm the best, I'm worth you know, close to a billion dollars, and uh, I've got a dozen companies all over the world, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. He's, he's a very humble guy, and the way he starts out, the way he connects with his audience, and this is a great way for you to connect with potential investors, is he doesn't thump his chest. He doesn't do any bragging at all. In fact, he starts out by saying, you know, I had some really serious struggles when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult, when I first got into business and speaking, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of errors, but every single mistake I made along the way, I've learned. And I became very frugal with how to manage my money and my companies. And all of these things along the way were valuable lessons in my business and my coaching. So anyway, about halfway through the seminar, he's going. Um, he he tells a story, and he he asks the audience. He said, "If you met a successful person, a really really successful person, and if this person could share inside tips, strategies, insights, and in the exact step by step process of how to go from broke to hundreds of millions of dollars, running." not one, but dozens of profitable businesses all over the world, if you could go from being 40 pounds overweight to becoming incredibly fit, and on top of that, waking up every morning with explosive energy every day, becoming the type of person that you would become a magnet to attract an amazing life partner, he's just going on and on and on, and, and he had us as the audience spellbound, we're like, Oh my God, this is like Superman. Who is this guy? Yeah, I, I would definitely listen to this guy. And then Tony looks at the audience and he goes, well, his name is Tony Robbins. I'm here right now. And if you listen to me, you too become can become all of those things. And at that point, there's a bunch of people in the audience looking up, well, it's easy for him to say, because he's Tony Robbins. You know, he's this close to being a billionaire and he, he's sometimes speaks in front of 30,000 people and he's a best-selling author on this and that. So the other people in the audience, they just heard this speech and say, you know what? I believe what he just said. And if I listen to the exact things that he did and all the lessons he learned, over time, I too can become that successful. So... Let, let me, I'm going to kind of expand on this a minute, but let me just preface this by saying I'm not just talking about you on this podcast listening to me. I'm talking about any other financial coaches you might end up working with, um, 
since you're all filmmakers on the podcast or interested in filmmaking, if you're also listening to Alex Ferrari from Indie Film Hustle or you get any of his books, you'd be a fool not to listen to Alex because he has been through the trenches for 20, 30 years and he really knows shortcuts of how to make films and distribution tips once your film is finished. And it's the same thing if you really want to master how to greatly trim your budget. I'm, I'm talking about radically cutting cutting your budget down to a $50,000, $100,000 budget with some strategies they don't even teach in film school, then you'd be a fool not to listen to a guy like Dov S.S. Simmons because he's one of the world's best at cutting budgets ridiculously low. And he's got a lot of unique strategies I've never heard anywhere before. Um, and in fact, the the reason why Dov became so successful at that, number one, he's a filmmaker, so he's done it himself. But he learned and he got mentored from one of the most genius filmmakers in all history, Roger Corman. So the key here is I'm trying to tie this all together without rambling too much, is you need to absolutely believe you and your team that you can raise whatever certain amount of money your target is within a certain amount of time. And part of part of this belief, okay, I can just say, hey, you gotta believe, you gotta believe. Part of it to make you believe or to allow you to believe is when you see proof of concept. So, and, and what gets me really, really frustrated sometimes is when I'm saying these things, I've made tons and tons of mistakes over 20 plus years. And I learned from people like JT Fox or Tony Robbins and other, other coaches that I've hired to learn specific things, including on how to raise money. Other filmmakers that came years ahead of me that have raised much, much bigger budgets. They know what they're doing and that's how I learned. Plus, I learned from a lot of my mistakes. So some of the things when I say them on my podcast that are very, very important, like golden rules, they might be a little uncomfortable and they might not make sense. For example, if if I tell every filmmaker out there, and I've, I've shared this so many times, and I'll say it again, almost every filmmaker I've met, almost everyone, there might be some exceptions, that was raising money for their first, second, or third feature film. And this is, this usually applies to budgets that are less than one or two million dollars, okay? Once you're off, you know, in some other tangent doing a seven to ten million dollar independent film, number one, I've been honest from day one, I've never raised that amount of money, but that's a different story, okay? But when you're raising anything a million or less or two million dollars or less, Every filmmaker I've met, they've all said the same thing, that they've gotten their money from friends, family, or people they know. And that is exactly who you should approach first. I know it's a little uncomfortable. I know it's a little scary. But when you look at the success of producers like Nick Bertelson, who I just interviewed last week on episode 213, and every other filmmaker, like I said, I've had on this podcast the last two years, almost all their money came from people they know. Now, does it take a mind shift? Does it take a little bit of courage? Yes. 
but it's the same advice that that I give to every filmmaker and and I hope you embrace this and don't keep making the same mistakes and the reason I'm kind of harping on this right now is there is a filmmaker out there trying to raise money for a film that he's part of and he's looking up people on Facebook that he doesn't really know he's connecting with them and then he's hitting them up for money or he finds a friend of a friend who he doesn't really know and then he's hitting them up for money and it really doesn't work that complete strangers will write out a five thousand twenty five thousand fifty a hundred thousand dollar check it just doesn't work that way now what does work is if you as the filmmaker if you are able to put in the first money yourself even if it's 500 bucks a thousand bucks or if you can get one of your family members or a parent a relative to put in some money okay because that objection is gonna come up time and time again they're gonna say oh by the way how much money have you put in or how much money have you raised already okay and you better have good answers for that so the other thing that this gentleman said I said hey uh, you know you really would have better luck reaching out to your brothers and sisters and your cousins and some close friends because yeah I can't really uh, go back to some of those guys, those people, because I pitched an MLM years ago and, you know, it didn't work out well. And I'm like, man, you got to get over that. First of all, we've all probably, if you live long enough, you've all probably been approached by friends, family about some network marketing or multi-level marketing thing. And you know what? Some of them actually work. Most of them don't, unfortunately. So what if your sister or your cousin lost a couple hundred bucks in an MLM? They were adults when they made that decision. And you know what? They probably got some shampoo or soap or whatever they wanted to last them six months. So it wasn't like, you know, they lost their whole life savings. So I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's a little hard, but you really need to do things that the experts tell you because if everyone else is doing it, and that's one of the keys, you've got to believe, you've got to be an optimist, say, yeah, you know, if I do these things, like start reaching out to all my family members, all my friends, and remember, guys and girls, if you're listening, the, the thing is, you're not trying to put this overwhelming sales pitch on anybody. What you're trying to do is go through all the people you know or have some relationship with and share an exciting project. And if your brother or sister, your cousins, if none of them invest, I, I bet you one of them will, first of all, but if none of them invest, no big deal. You say, hey, no worry. I'll let you know in a year or two when we have a premiere, I'll still, you invite, I'll still invite you to come out and see the finished film. You know, you gotta keep that door open and be nice about it when people say no, okay? Because it's their money, they can do what they want. So basically, that's what I'm saying. And, and let me get back to having that belief, okay? And it all comes down to proof of concept. So when I listened to JT Fox, anything he says, even sometimes when it's uncomfortable, it takes me out of my zone a little bit, I will do because he has proof of concept. He is the proof of concept. Tony Robbins, a lot of the skills I've learned, uh, personal communication skills, which I've used to help fundraising, 
uh, how he reads body language, how he overcomes objections, business skills, marketing skills. All these coaches I paid money to, I've listened to them and I believed, okay? So here's some food for thought. I'm going to give you some really solid proof of concept here. Last year alone, there were over 13,000 finished films submitted to Sundance. That's just one single film festival. There's over 10,000 festivals in the U.S. Now, I don't know the exact number. If you add up all these different film festivals, and I'm including the actual physical submissions as well as the online virtual film festival submissions now, but there has to be well over a hundred thousand films. I, I would just guess it's got to be at least a hundred thousand. Okay, these are completed, finished films that all got financed, and they're high enough quality to be considered for theatrical experience at whatever festival the filmmaker submitted to. They all got a hundred percent funded, over a hundred thousand films a year. That's my estimate, and I will bet money on that. Now, I bet that 95% of all those films range from 25,000, because there are a lot of really skillful filmmakers out there who can shoot on a really tight budget and do a, a 70 to 120 minute film, whether it's a documentary, a feature length film, up to maybe $3 million. Okay? So there's probably 5% of the films that go to festivals, including some that already have distribution, that circle back to Cannes, that circle back to Sundance or Tribeca or wherever. I'm not counting those, okay? So 95% of the films are low budget films that somebody had to go out there and raise the money. Here's the point. They all did it. So if you want to believe, if you want proof of concept, there are over 100,000 films every year that are doing it. It doesn't matter if they only raised fifty dollars or $100,000. It doesn't matter if they raised $2 million. They got their film funded. They did it. Okay? So you need to, the next time you're sitting in a film festival or you're sitting in any kind of uh, film screening event or anything like that, and you're watching a really high-quality, independent film, and you're like, shit, that should be me. Yes, it should be you. And there's no reason if 100,000 people and every single one of the filmmakers, I haven't interviewed all of them, obviously, but I have interviewed dozens and dozens and dozens of successful people who have financed their films, if they're all saying the same exact thing, and you you have the proof of concept right there. Why wouldn't you listen to what they're doing to get the money? But anyway, it all starts. Don't be skeptical. Don't, grow, don't go to these film festivals or events trying to poke holes. And it's like, well, I bet you they cheated or stole. Or I bet you they did this to get the money. No, they, they, it doesn't matter. They got their money. You know, 99.9% of the people out there, I believe, got their money the hard, old-fashioned way by asking people, and they got the money. So that's your proof of concept. All I'm asking you to be is you got to believe. Wish you all the best. 
Tune in next week, or for more info, visit financeyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you have a story to tell the world, never give up on your dream. Copyright Nemours Marketing.